Aha, welcome in to my first podcast called Just a Sports Week. I'm your host, Jared Emmerich. In this podcast, we're just going to be talking about, we're just going to talk straight sports, nothing too big here, just kind of react to all the games past weekend when I post Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and maybe uh, kind of reacting like what I think, what's going to happen for the, the upcoming weekend as well. Welcome, first podcast ever. I can't be. Ex- I'm really excited to be doing this. I'm just gonna jump right into it. I'm gonna go with um, uh, the Brewers right now. Um, what are their hope? They have a one week left in the MLB MLB season. They're down, I think, uh, one and a half games to the Colorado Rockies. Where do they stand right now? I know there's a week left. They still got a little bit of time, but time's narrowing narrowing down. It's a week. Rockies up one half. It's it's kind of do or die time for the Milwaukee Brewers. I just I think I still think that the Milwaukee Brewers could potentially make a playoff spot. I they 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 lost Jimmy Nelson for the year. Yes, I know that, but they still have some decent pitching. I know Zach Davies, Suter. And Woodruff aren't your like typical throw hard kind of guys, but they get them out. They get a lot of guys out. I think that's going to make him so dangerous. I think last night Davies gave up two, three runs, um, and he he had the base he had the bases loaded at one point. And he got out of that jam. So I believe they can still they can still make the playoffs here. I'm not giving up yet. Yes, I'm a I'm a Brewers fan, but I'm not giving up on them. And kind of like saying, um, and the Rockies, if you look at that at that standpoint, um, they don't have a great pitching staff. They have a great bullpen, but they don't have like your Kershaw. They don't have a Kershaw kind of guy, kind of um, starting rotation. I think they're, they're not that good at their starting at rotation right here. I just don't see them making the playoffs. And yeah, they got a lot of good, good players. Like if you look at... Um, the left side of the infield compared to the Brewers, they have Arenado and Story, which have pretty. They've had really good years this year. You look at the Brewers; they have Shaw, breakout year, that trade from the Red Sox over the Brewers, breakout year, and then Arcia, who people thought might bat around 250 this year, and now he's batting closer to I think 275 now. For most of the year, he's batting around. 285 290. I think, yeah, I just I just like the Brewers' uh, potential in the years to come for them making the playoffs. I believe if they don't make it this year, they'll be if they don't make it this year, they will make it yes next year. That's what I believe that the Brewers they have a lot of confidence and they have Phillips, a rook this year, and they have uh, Lewis Brinston, who was just named, I think he was named uh, MLB Minor League Player of the Year, which is great because he's been in and back and forth with the majors and the majors in the minor league. Mostly spend most of his time down in the minor league. Get him up here. Get him some more time to progress and find his rhythm in the MLB. And they also have um, Mr. Ray. I think their first first round pick. Last year or the year before, I'm not sure, but they have him as well. And you're going to tell me that they aren't going to be competing for a title anytime soon? 
soon, and they just renewed their rivalry with the Cubs. A lot more to talk about on that. Um, we we're gonna be up next. We're gonna be talking about um, kind of like what it looks like for the Badgers in college football world. Be right back to the right. Up. We will we will be right right back right after this. Ah, welcome back on a September twenty seventh. Around eleven o'clock a.m. Um, up next, we're kind of talking about um, kind of we'll, we'll go into the football. I guess I guess college football world world a little little bit. I'm going to start off by saying there was no bad games this weekend. I'm just going to flat out say it. there was no bad games this weekend. Every game I looked at, there was not a bad game to be watched, especially the Oklahoma State TCU game. That was incredible. It was an incredible game. TCU kept pounding. I think, I mean, the score was it was a little close, and then it looked close. But TCU just dismantled Oklahoma State on their own field, and I think they're ranked in the top ten, like seven, eight, something like that. Something like that, and so now they have a chance to compete for the Final Four spot coming in December, January, when the Bulls come out. I think the TCU is the real like sleeper in the top ten because just they just dismantled them at home. Well, and I think they can p- compete with the best of the best. They can compete with Alabama, Clemson, and, and Michigan, and Ohio State. Don't get me wrong; those are great programs, but TCU can hang with the best. And if you didn't see, and they can hang, hang with Penn State. I don't see why they can't hang with Penn State either. Also, if you didn't see the um, Iowa and Penn State, you missed a good one on Saturday night. That was an amazing game to be watched. Most, most because like um, they was kind of going back and forth. The defense kept them making great plays. The defense was the main part of that game. Iowa's defense is great. Penn State's was great. No one really even knows. It was just like uh, I think Penn State got a couple of chip shot free goal, chip shot field goals. Got two of those, so they're up six near the end of the half. Then Iowa kind of drove and got a touchdown, so they're leading at half. And then it just it was amazing to watch. And then McSorley and Saquon Barkley took over in the second half. But before the second half, it was mostly Sa- Saquon Barkley who got those. Really, two field goals for uh, Penn State, but in the second half, it's kind of going a little back and forth. And during that last drive, right before I think I think Iowa got a field goal. I, I think I don't think that's right, but um, I think they got some points up on the board right before that. They came. It was, it was pretty much the Saquon Barkley show. And that's how what it was, and. Uh, and then they threw a touchdown pass to end the game, which would determine at the end. There was no time left when the Penn State scored, so that was an amazing game to watch as well this weekend. Staying on the college football topic, um, I'm, I'm kind of looking to see what Wisconsin can do after their bye week. Uh, they, they have a sophomore quarterback in Alex Hornibrook. 
I'm seeing what he's gonna do, what he's gonna do with his first conference game of the year. How he's gonna um, how he's gonna deal with it. I know he's done that, but he's he's learned the system now. Let's see. I know he just, he came off, he came off a career day against uh, BYU. Yeah, I know BYU is not your your Clemson, your Ohio State, your Michigan, but Alex Hornibrook has has kind of been inconsistent throughout his career at Madison. I know he only played one year. He's a freshman. That's a lot of freshmen who are like what three two star recruits out of Pennsylvania. And also, um, I, I'm just kind of seeing how he can progress into uh, being like being a great quarterback at Wisconsin. And then staying kind of on Wisconsin Northwestern, the keys to kind of winning this game for Wisconsin is their defense. Obviously, they want a great defense. They've lost. I know they lost uh, Jack Sitchi for the year, but their defense is packed at at that position. You know, Sitchi will be helping them out down there. And also the running game. And then I think the keys to winning would be um, maybe Alex Hornibrook converting some on third down and make some tough throws that he's not used to making. Sticking on like the running the running situation, uh, the running backs, I think Wisconsin has the, the one of the best dynamic duos in the country. Looking at Bradrick Shaw and um, James Taylor. James Taylor is one of the is the best freshman player in the country right now in college football. That's a bold statement to say, but he is. He is the best college player and college running back in the country right now as a fret at, at his year as a freshman. He's just one of the he's the next guy for Wisconsin. Wisconsin has all great running backs. But he is the next. He's the next one. He's the next back for Wisconsin. Like Melvin Gordon, Hill, James White. All of those guys came, came, went to Wisconsin where some James White and Melvin Gordon were some and Monte Ball were some decent went went to the bros and were pretty good with Melvin Gordon and James White. Melvin Gordon almost hit a, a thousand yards rushing I think last year and James White was the guy who scored the winning touch on the one Super Bowl uh, this year or last year excuse me I just believe in those two bag Braddock straw just kind of like a power back I mean excuse me he was kind of like a fast kind of guy with good cuts and stuff clean cuts and then James Taylor which I'm more high on he's kind of more of a I guess Le'Veon Bell kind of guy. He waits for the holes to open. He busts them through. He's more of a he, he's a speed guy. He's a power guy. He's he he can catch. He can do it all. Honestly, he can do it all. I just I see him being in the NFL in his future. I honestly do. And then Bradrick Shaw, kind of the same kind of guy. I think they can be one of the best to running back situation in, in the country. I just see it. And kind of, and then I know Brad, I mean, excuse me, uh, James Taylor had some heck of a games last week. Yeah, I know he's not playing in the best competition like in BYU and, and some other um, uh, poopy teams, but um, I think he'll be one of the best backs in the country as he becomes like a junior or senior.
depending how long he stays at Madison, Madison, Wisconsin. It's incredible to see those guys work every day. Uh, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Uh, welcome back on um, September 27th, around 11 o'clock. Kind of coming up next, I'll be talking about the NFL games, uh, and or most most importantly, kind of the Packers, how it was a little close call for the Packers this Sunday against the Bengals. I know it wasn't everyone, it was a little close for comfort for a lot of people, including myself. I'm just going to say, sure, yeah, I know that the um, Packers were really banged up a lot, but mostly in the offensive line. I know they had a couple of their great uh, offensive line guys out big Bakhtiari's out in the blog. I got hurt like I think for during the fourth quarter, so they didn't have him for the fourth quarter. But they did have Jordy back, which is great. I'm not saying the bad. I mean, excuse me, the Packers didn't deserve that win, but I believe the Bengals played a lot better than the Packers did. Everyone's like, Jared, what are you talking about? Oh, well, look at this. They didn't play well at all. They're banged up. They sacked Aaron Rodgers six times in the first half. That's ridiculous. Even though, even with a banged up line, you should be able to, you should be able to protect your quarterback even in his blind spot. I think McShay, I think that was, kept on getting beat. And the Bengals, they were down like twenty-one to seven at halftime. Aaron Rodgers threw another pick. He threw a pick six. That's not the typical Aaron Rodgers we're used to seeing. We are not used to seeing him seeing him throw almost two pick sixes through week three. Cause that, that one against Seattle should have counted. And honestly should have. And then he threw a pick six uh, to the Bengals, which got him up twenty one seven at halftime. But somehow, some way, Aaron Rodgers and the defense found a way to win. I think if you find if you look at MVP of that game, you look at their second round pick, Josh Jones. He had like what two, three sacks, and they were pretty crucial in that game. He had a couple deflections, and Kevin King he he did okay. Like he wasn't as great as he was on um uh, on Sunday night against the Fal- Falcons, but he had a decent game. I know this team isn't like the elite defense, but I think they've gotten a lot better since last year. Because Randall's back, he's a lot healthy. He's he was like more, he was really unhealthy, and he was really really bad. In addition to it, moving on, I'm gonna kind of be talking about kind of going off the NFL news, NFL stuff, I guess. The most games besides the Packers game that kind of surprised me, I guess, uh, not surprised me, I guess, were great games, would be, I think the the Sunday night one was a surpriser to me, actually, a little bit. I thought Oakland would put a little bit more of a fight. I mean, they got destroyed that, I think, first half. It was just unbearable. I didn't think I even, I didn't think I even watched the second half because it was so bad. Then And then the... Um, Monday night game. I thought the Cardinals were going to win that. I honestly did. 
I thought they were going to win that. Um, they're going to win that game at home. I know a lot of you think, what? They're playing the Cowboys. Well, listen here. I do not think the Cowboys are that good. I think they are overrated. Their defense is okay. Uh, their defense is okay. But their offense, pff, you can't say the Cowboys are contenders for a Super Bowl when your offensive line, you have like one, the best offensive line in football, and it's not even close. All you have to do is run the ball to Zeke, and that's it. And Dak's decent. He's an okay quarterback. He was a great quarterback in college, but he's an okay quarterback now. I just, I don't see them being a contender. I think they'll make it to the second round, maybe, to the divisional round in in the playoffs this year. I think they'll be like a six, six or five seed, but they're not that good. I know that, yeah, they probably have a lot better talent than the Packers, but the a lot of the Packer players have been there for a long time. They know they know the system. They know where everything is. This is Dak's second year. And if you look at the Cowboys' offense, last year they played, what, three elite defenses last year? And again, they played against the Vikings. They scored, like, 14 points. And then they played against uh, the Giants twice, a divisional rival, which was... Um, which was at home and then at, at in New York too, and they didn't scored like what 14, 14, 17 points, which is that's not your average points for an offense to score. Kind of going things along. There was a trade I think Sunday or Monday I think in the in the NBA on Monday. Um, Kamala Anthony from the New York Knicks has decided to take his talents to the Oklahoma City Thunder, which I don't know about. I'm still a little skeptical about that move right there. I don't know why, but I'm skeptical because they have Paul George, PG-13, they have Russell Westbrook, and then now you got additional Mel. You have the three biggest ball hogs in the NBA on the same team. How is that going to work out for your your team? I, yeah, I know. I figured they'd make the playoffs like a four, four, five, maybe three seed kind of way. I know. Yeah, they're chasing. They're chasing Thunder. I think this is kind of a shot at uh, Kevin Durant. If you think about it, Russ gets like two two um, elite talents in the NBA. That will help to him and them win games and get inch closer to an NBA title. That's what I think about that. I don't think they, it's a great trade, but I mean, uh, pick up, but you know, it, no, it was a trade. I don't think it's a great trade, but um, I don't, we'll see how. I know they haven't played a game yet; they practice, but we'll see how it pans out this year. And then also in NBA news, um, the Chicago. I know Dwayne Wade was kind of leaning towards the Cavs to re, reunite with LeBron. And I think just of I think yesterday he signed with the Cavs, so that that's gonna the guy I think got rid of a bench pieces, so that will help that will help the Cavs a lot. They got LeBron, you got Dwayne. Now they have a a good chance of facing the Warriors and not getting blown out in five games. It's just amazing how that stuff works like that. 
I know um, Dwayne and uh, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James played 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 in uh in Miami for three 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 two years, and then LeBron went back home. So we're gonna, I feel I feel like that would be that's a better move than the OKC one. I still feel like that would work out better for LeBron and trying to get a sh- another sh- another um, NBA title back to Cleveland. That's all I have for you today. I am Jared Emmerich, and thank you for listening into uh, Just Sports Talk. I will see you guys next Wednesday. Take it easy.